ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the 610 Podcast. I am your host, Jay Hollihan, and I am back on this Wednesday morning discussing the Philadelphia Eagles' initial 53-man roster. The official cutdown day to get to 53 was yesterday, and they announced um, yesterday afternoon who they were going to be going into week one with for the 2023 NFL season. Of course, this is going to continuously change throughout the year. So without further ado, let's get into it, starting off with the quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts, Marcus Mariota, Tanner McKee. So right off the bat, I know some people were a little um, surprised, I think, to see Mariota making the team with how he kind of struggled over the course of three games in the preseason and Tanner McKee at times outplayed him. But, you know, I think it's going to be interesting to see how the Eagles go about this backup quarterback role. You know, with Mariota, with kind of how he, he has served when he was a backup with the Raiders, he did a fairly good job. Um, I think a lot of reasons why people, I think, are a little more not too thrilled with it is because they probably watched the Netflix documentary quarterback and they remember how last year went with the Falcons and how he kind of, you know, quit on the team, uh, quote unquote, and, you know, didn't really have a fantastic season with the Falcons and struggled, obviously, in preseason, but you know, when you take a look at things for a backup quarterback and if you're, you know, if Hertz goes down or has to come out or whatever, I still think Mariota can be a solid option because you just, you know, I heard someone say this yesterday on WIP, you're trying to give your team the best chance possible to win. And I feel like with Mariota, you have that. And if you look around the league, you know, there really aren't that many great backup quarterbacks out there. So I feel like with Mariota, you've got one of the better ones. So that's where I'm at with Marcus Mariota. And those are your quarterbacks, your running backs, Kenneth Gainwell, Rashad Penny, Boston Scott, DeAndre Swift. This is not, by the way, in order of the depth chart. So interesting here, um, you know, with how they're going to split the carries, you know, with DeAndre Swift, Penny, and obviously Kenneth Gainwell. Um, Boston Scott, I think we kind of know he's going to be a special teams guy and kind of, you know, um, continue his role as that, you know, fourth string back that he has been, um, which I guess he was really a third string running back, you know, last year. But regardless, he's going to continue to just fill that that role and I think that you know um this is pretty much one of the more obvious of the position groups you kind of knew what the Eagles were going to be um, bringing with running back just with the experience there wide receivers so this is really interesting so there are only four and I'm not 
thrilled with this. Not with who they kept, just the fact that there's four guys. So it's A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, and Alamide Zacchaeus. And Zacchaeus is going to try and fill that role of Zach Pascal last year, kind of be a big body, a special teams guy that can also be, you know, used as kind of, uh, you know, uh, someone to come in and get like screen passes or, you know, what have you. Uh, maybe be like a third down specialist. Um, but there is no depth. And I don't like that there is no depth. I mean, I think with the receiver position, only having four is kind of ridiculous. I don't know, you know, players tweak things all the time. I don't know why there's just four here, but I think that's a, extremely ridiculous um, to just have four receivers. I mean, there's talent here up and down the board, um, but it just doesn't make sense. And I also think with Quez Watkins and how he had a down year last year and struggled, um, you know, at times. I mean, dropped a big pass in the Super Bowl. And, you know, they raved about how much better of a training camp he was having. Nick Sirianni um, talked about it. But, you know, I just think still, though, you want to have depth and, and you want to continue. You know, Nick Sirianni always talks about, you know, we want to be competing. We want to be competing. Well, I think that intensity kind of goes away when you don't have some more depth there for, you know, to try and maybe bring the best out of Quez. Um, so that's a wide receiver position. Tight end. So while there are four receivers, there are four tight ends. It's Grant Calcaterra, Dallas Goddard, and then the newly acquired Eagle, Albert Okuebunam. So, and Jack Stoll. So Okuebunam, was acquired yesterday um, in a trade. So the Eagles get, I'm just going to call him Albert O, uh, with a 2025 seventh round pick, and the Eagles sent the Broncos their sixth round pick this upcoming draft in 2024. It's really interesting with what he can do because. You know, he runs a 4-4-9-40. He's six foot five. I wonder if the Eagles are kind of are going to use him kind of like, you know, you see with Kyle Pitts where he's going to line up outside and, you know, not as a traditional tight end. So maybe that's the route the Eagles are going to go with because, you know, with only four receivers, I think, and with four tight ends, you're going to have to get creative there. Um, but we'll see. I think he will provide a solid um, red zone threat. I think Calcaterra didn't really show you enough, hasn't really shown you enough. Jack Stoll was solid last year when Goddard went down, but you want to have you know, some guys that are tight end. I wonder if this could also be a sign. Maybe they'll move on from Calcaterra. We'll see. Offensive linemen. So nine of them. Landon Dickerson, Jack Driscoll, Fred Johnson, Lane Johnson, Cam Jurgens, Jason Kelsey, Jordan pa- Jordan Mailata, Suo Pita, and Tyler Steen. So interesting that they only kept nine um, because this is. I'm assuming you know if injuries happen, you can you know Landon Dickerson's a very. Uh, versatile offensive lineman where he can play multiple positions. 
so they can get creative there. But, I mean, you're leaving one guy on this list without a backup. And it's, I believe, um, the right guard position um, for Cam Jurgens. I don't think they have um, a backup there. Tyler Steen, you know, over the summer he's been playing both right guard and left tackle. Um, so I guess that may be the backup at right guard. But it's just, you know, I think it's interesting to see, you know, where the Eagles, um, you know, are going here. But actually, I think it's Jason Kelsey who doesn't have um a backup but cam jurgens has experience at center so then i think he would move over it's just it's interesting how they keep nine guys but you know they're kind of all i think really except for maybe jordan mylotta and lane johnson you know a lot of them can move from you know the guards can move to tackles and the fight and you know then to center um and uh, jason kelsey too i don't think he's you know versatile where he can move around like that obviously not but you know, it's it's just one. It's just an an interesting uh, note about you know what you see out of this offensive line. So now we're going to get to defense. So the edge rushers: Derek Barnett, Brandon Graham, Patrick Johnson, Hassan Reddick, Nolan Smith, and Josh Sweat. Obviously, um, right off the bat, there Derek Barnett being kept on the fifty-three man roster is interesting. I mean, you saw. You know, if you keep up to date with the training camp updates on Twitter, you see that he was kind of getting into it with guys at times. And, you know, um, I believe the Eagles are talking about uh, shopping him around, you know, possibly looking for trade partners. Um, You know, I think that's the best decision for both parties at this point. Derek Barnett's going to get lost in the shuffle here. I mean, you've got... Brandon Graham, Hassan Reddick, Nolan Smith, Josh Sweat. That's your main rotation right there, those four guys. And Derek Barnett and Patrick Johnson, and Patrick Johnson is mainly a special teams guy as is, and I think he's shown improvements over the previous you know, season that of um, what he can do as a backup. Derek Barnett, you know, we know the constant neutral zone infraction penalties, the late hit penalties, just all this stuff, and it's like, yeah, it's it's time I think to go in a different direction there with Eric Barnett. Defensive tackles, so they kept seven. All right, they kept obviously, you know, your your main um, your uh, your your main guys here, your usual suspects. Um, they kept Jalen Carter, Fletcher Cox, Jordan Davis, Moro Jomo, Kentavious Street, Marlon Tuapulatu, and Milton Williams. So interesting that they kept this many defensive tackles. I was not necessarily expecting this, but um, you know, with a four-three defense, you gotta have uh, definitely depth there. I would have thought just keeping four guys would have been okay, but they go and keep. Seven, so that's interesting. Linebackers, so just three. Zach Cunningham, Nicobe Dean, Christian Ellis. Um, and I think you throw in there two more because you know Nolan Smith may rotate in. Patrick Johnson uh, may rotate in as well. But yeah, so this is kind of, 
you know, what you're going to look at here, Zach Cunningham, Nicobe Dean, I think they're both going to be getting the nod um, starting. But, you know, I'm curious to see how all this plays out, right? Like, I think everyone kind of is. The linebacker spot is a big kind of question mark with how young it is, with kind of, you know, we don't really know what Zach Cunningham's going to do. We don't really know his play. Um, play style so it's going to be interesting to see for sure um, how they go about this but yeah so they keep those three and then we go to cornerback where they kept seven James Bradbury Mario Goodrich Josh Joby Vontae Maddox Eli Ricks Kelly Ringo and Darius Slay so obviously it's going to be the starters are Darius Slay James Bradbury Avante Maddox and a nickel Kelly Ringo I would have thought would have been you know, use more as a dime package guy. But, you know, it kind of seems like he's battling it out right now between himself and Joby. You got Goodrich, you know, Eli Ricks, who made some plays there um, in the preseason. So this is a loaded cornerback room. Going to be very interesting to see what the Eagles do um, in that department. Safeties, they kept four. Reed Blankenship. Sidney Brown, Terrell Edmonds, and Justin Evans. Surprise is Justin Evans. Um, you know, he's he's kind of uh, you know bounced around there, and it's kind of interesting because you know he has not really made a ton of headlines in camp um and obviously i'll talk about it now Kayvon wallace was part of the cuts and that's interesting because that's a former fourth round pick you know that boy that 2020 nfl draft um aside from jalen hurts that draft has really been big bust um you know but Kayvon Wallace I mean it was kind of his I don't want to say it was necessarily his job to lose because Terrell Edmonds was there the veteran safety but I kind of thought Edmonds would be like more of a rotational guy with him in Kayvon Wallace and Wallace just didn't I mean he hasn't made plays uh in his you know, three seasons with the Eagles already. He kind of lost out of favor to Reed Blankenship last year. Uh, Marcus Epps outplayed him as well. You know, I, I think it's it's in the best interest of both parties for him to kind of get moving. This is, you know, also the third defensive coordinator he's going to be, who will have been with, you know. So I think it's probably in his best interest if um you know both parties move uh move you know split ways um special teams so kicker jake elliott long snapper reclavado the eagles cut punter aaron sipos um very interesting because not very often do you hear you know the front office kind of and the and the fans of you know opinion as to how the team should be shaped kind of you know they agree with one another and that's what happened with Sipos I mean everyone was kind of calling for him to be cut 
Um, I think, you know, a lot of that was the bitterness of the punt in the fourth quarter with Kadarius Tony, but, um, you know, I think, uh, he, he really did struggle. I mean, it's no, there's no doubt about it. He did struggle. So I think it's a strong move, um, you know, to move on from him, but you know, they don't have a punter right now. So we'll see what direction they go in and, you know, they'll have to make a cut. Um, and it'll be interesting to see where, that will be I mean I just said you kept nine defensive or excuse me seven defensive tackles you know and seven cornerbacks so I would assume it's going to be there um but there you know there are a lot of ways I I don't this is not I don't think this is going to be all 53 guys that they're going to go into week one with um I think there's still some holes there that you have to address on this 53-man roster before, you know, you're ready for week one. So, you know, just looking through who the Eagles ended up releasing, cutting. So wide receiver Devin Allen, who had a great return um, against the Colts, had an awesome kick return. But I thought if they were going to cut him, it would be in favor for Britton Covey, who ended up getting cut as well. I mean... Listen, last year, he really didn't stand out as a returner. I mean, half the time, he was just calling for fair catches, which, I mean, you know, is obviously something that, you know, you you have to happen. But, I, you know, in, in certain situations, you don't need to just get blown up. But there were definitely some returnable punts that he was just waving his, his arm at. Um, I would like to see... You know, someone like Boston Scott get a shot back there, a punt returner, um, if that's where they're going to go in that position. But So they cut him. They also cut Taron Jackson, um, linebacker Tyreek Maddox-Williams, who I thought really stood out, but um, they moved on from him. Josiah Scott, who got some playing time last year as well, and... Um, it's uh it's definitely surprising um to see them move on from him because I thought, you know, he was someone they were high on, but uh I guess I guess not. Uh Greg Ward is another one, and I'm actually kind of irked about this one. I just spoke about how they only kept four wide receivers. Why would you not keep Greg Ward? Especially not if you're keeping um Allen or Covey as your punt returners. Greg Ward has experience in that department. Um, I mean, he's not an electric punt returner, but he at least knows what he's doing for the time being. I mean, you might, might as well keep him. I think he's a solid teammate, solid dude in the locker room. He has experience. I mean, you know, I was just thinking about this last night. You know, Greg Ward in 2019 was your wide receiver one the final couple games of the season. I know we're far away from 2019, but, I mean, he brings that you know, he, he brings that kind of um, veteran presence, I guess. I think he's a pro. You know, what he always does, what's asked of him. And, um, yeah, I mean, I always kind of, you know, think about, you know, with guys like this, who do you kind of compare him to? And, you know, I was like, well, kind of like, a, you know, he's not really a known special teams player or a third down kind of threat or a slot 
you know, kind of receiver. But I would compare him to like Jason Avant, um, where he's, you know, for a, a little bit of a time there, he was kind of uh, growing into a fan favorite, um, you know. But it's it's definitely tough to see him get cut. I mean, he I don't think he made the 53-man roster last year either, but eventually was pulled up. Uh, he cleared waivers, I believe, and, you know, they he was there for the Super Bowl. Um, so I, I hope he clears waivers, but I don't think so because I'm sure there's going to be, be a team out there, you know, with a young receiving core, and they might say, okay, we're going to, take on a Greg Ward to our practice squad or even just bring him in to be like a six guy and just fill out the wide receiver position. I mean, you know, that's, I just don't get it. You're keeping four guys. I think that's really, really stupid. I don't know why it is that this is the direction that Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni are going in, but I guess so. Uh, Trey Sermon also got cut. He's going to find a home somewhere else. If he passes through waivers, again, I'll be, shocked because I don't think he should at all but I don't know um this is a strange strange cut down year I think a lot of guys that you would have thought would have had a guaranteed roster spot it's not the case and I don't know if this is maybe Nick Sirianni and Howie Roseman sending a message like with cutting you know guys like Kayvon Wallace Aaron Sipos uh, Greg Ward, you know, if this is like a message to say, like, don't get complacent just because you won, you know, the NFC Championship game and you made a Super Bowl appearance and we went 14-3, and like, no one is safe, you know, no one is safe, no job is safe, you're only as good as your last game, I think that could be the message too, but just, you know, and, and I think that's how you have to go about it, right, like, you know, um, Howie Roseman talked about, how he thought he held on to some guys too long from the last Super Bowl team, and maybe he was a little too sentimental about that. But, um, you know, I just I just struggle with not keeping, you know, more than four wide receivers. Why are you keeping seven defensive tackles? Um, why don't you have a punt returner right now, a kick returner? Like, it just doesn't make a ton of sense to me but we'll see what route the Eagles go with there um and you know I think you're just trying to send too much of a message and not using your head in my opinion but they they I'm sure have a plan so I'm interested to see how this works out again this is just the initial 53-man roster and we have you know um obviously roughly about 10 days until week one so we'll see what additions and subtractions the eagles make but all right everyone thanks for tuning in to the 610 podcast i'm your host jay hollihan this is the eagles um second podcast so far uh in the uh in the show and there will be more coming up soon, obviously, as we get the season underway. Tomorrow, I'm going to be putting out the first Penn State football episode previewing the game against West Virginia. And I will also be putting out, soon after this episode's put out, the Phillies recap of the series against the Angels, where the Bats 
have very much come alive. So thank every thank you everyone for tuning in, um, and I will talk to you next time. <laughs>